Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and unity community. I designed to provide energetic empowerment for your soul's evolution. Uh, I do want to extend a bright and a very beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening uh, to all of you tuning in from around the world to help me welcome Soul Exchange Walk-In, Sheila Sethi is back and we're going to talk about our galactic natures um if we have time later we'll take some live callers so press star two on your phone uh, to be considered for that uh welcome home all of you beautiful souls and courageous crusaders of higher consciousness uh, this is your safe haven it is a sacred space it's also a soulful sanctuary to feel ignited and empowered it is my greatest intention that you feel uh, an unwavering sense of uh, safety and acceptance and belonging and oneness um, here in this sacred space with the frequencies of love and kindness and joy and cooperation, collaboration, compassion, always flowing here. And today, let's intend for a revival also a renewal, a restoration of your divine essence and a pure resurrection of your galactic knowledge, wisdom, and heritage. Uh, so thank you for blessing our community with your love and presence today. And now just sit back and relax, breathe, open, and receive. We are very, very grateful that you found your way here today. Uh, and now my favorite question, what is the best that could happen today? Uh, please set a clear, empowered intention for what you wish to gain or experience or feel. Uh, my intention with our gathering is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into healing, um, harmonization, purification, empowerment, remembrance, um, uh, and some vitality to flow here as well for all of us uh, who are gathered here now or who will listen to the replay. Uh, you're welcome to write in. Let us know how you're feeling throughout the show in our webcast if you've joined us that way. And now let me tell you about my beautiful co-creative partner, and we will dive in. Uh, Sheila Seppi is a soul exchange walk-in. She entered the body of a 38-year-old mother with three children and was instantaneously healed from documented illnesses and took on a new personality with spiritual gifts and memories that she didn't even believe in. Her life was immediately transformed, and she's never been the same. Her first soul experience was when she went to work in the angelic realm, and she was given the name Naiwala by her original Stark family. Her soul is now a combination of her angelic, Palladian, Syrian, Arcturian, Lyran, Mantis, Andromeda, and Christ consciousness multidimensional lineage. She arrived from her collective with a mission to be a way shower for humanity by helping people to spiritually awaken and evolve. Uh, she's the author of Walk-In's Cosmology of the Soul. She's a speaker, a multidimensional life coach, a healer, a regression therapist, a shamanic practitioner and a spiritual teacher and she works with the higher frequencies uh, to empower others to embrace their own higher natures uh, she's the founder of the conscious awakening network this is a tv channel uh, found on roku apple tv and amazon fire you can also find it in cell phone app stores uh, she's the founder of the galactic alliance and the founder of spirit way ministries uh, preparing humanity for the ascension 
uh, and new earth. And so today we're going to talk about our multidimensional natures um, as us being eternal beings and how we're on the cusp of a massive spiritual awakening and that we are souls in a body and our bodies with a soul. We'll talk about our galactic nature. Um, I am looking forward to this enlightening, empowering discussion with Sheila. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and appreciation to Sheila as I welcome her back. Hi, Hi. welcome back. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. This will be so fun. I know. I love... Well, you're so fun, but you bring through the most cosmic you know, <laughs> wisdom and knowledge and all of this. Um, you know, as I read your bio, um, I mean, goodness. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you, what's the most challenging and rewarding thing about being a walk-in? Hmm, the most challenging probably was that initial integration process. Because when I first came in, I had no foundational knowledge whatsoever about anything metaphysical, past, you name it. I had no foundational knowledge. And so coming into a knowing of who I was totally rocked my paradigm. And, um, you know, I was able to accept it. It did take several years, not so much to... 100% accept it, but really to be able to bring in that integration process. And parts of me still were operating outside of my body, waiting for me to do the cellular clearing and, um, you know, kind of like some genetic rebooting before the rest of me, I suppose you would say, um, came in. And the most rewarding aspect is I really find that because of knowing who I am and where I came from, being connected still with my collective in such a very, very real way and, you know, being able to work with people to help them understand their galactic natures mm -hmm. really has shown me that it doesn't really matter what the most horrific thing that can happen to us is. It's all about the experience. You know, there's good experiences, there are bad experiences, and I find that it's easy for me. I mean, I'm just as human as the next person, so don't get me wrong, but when I get really frustrated and angry, I have been able to stop, take a breath, bring myself back to center, and then kind of move forward in whatever the situation is with that knowing that I am a soul having a human experience. I'm not a human with a soul. So matter no matter what's happening, it's just an experience. And really, there's no good, there's no bad, there just is. And so that's probably the most rewarding part. Yeah. Well, it takes the charge out of things when you just look at it as an experience. Um, and there's so many things that I want to talk to you about. When I was um, sharing in the intro about your first soul experience was in the angelic realm, and you were given mm -hmm. the name Naiwala. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Uh, Nawela. Nawela. Okay. <laughs> um, so... Do you have memory um, of that experience? 
in the angelic realm? Well, I have, um, it is memories, but they're very um, fluffy memories. Yeah. They're, they're very, when I think of that time, it's very etheric in nature. And what I share with a lot of people, and depending on where their vibrational frequency comes from, you know, I've, I've talked, I think I mentioned the last time, my remembrance is, you know, we all come from source and then source desire to know itself. And then there was the word, which was a vibration, and then light was created. And within that light, there's light and dark. And within that dark, there began to be that vibration and the frequency and the oscillation, which as they come together, form patterns. And these patterns were the patterns of creation. And as these ripples went out, there were different realms of ripples that began. Just think about dropping a, a droplet of water into still water and how it begins to ripple. That's kind of what the angelic realm was like for me because it was still in a very, very fluid, very fluid state. And in that state, one of the ripples previously was that of the Elohim, which I came out as an aspect of. And I do remember, I've gone back and I do remember kind of like that birthing process. I remember there was like an explosion um, of energy. And then I saw like all of these stars. And it was, um, if there was a... Um, Oh, gosh, how would you, it's like a veil, but it's more of like this rubbery membrane. It was like a coming through the, the, the membrane, but there were several of us that kind of popped out of that. And we began our work because not only did we help with the creative aspects, we helped to create um, the angelic, some of the angelic realms and all that there is there. And so... When I think of that time and I have these remembrances, I just drop into like this oh, state mm -hmm. because it was so fluid and such a flow and it was like effortless. It was like, you know, one thing would happen and then another thing would happen and then there was this creative state and then there was manifestation and then there was another flow and another ripple. And so that's what I remember. I don't, I don't necessarily remember a group of individuals sitting around or saying this is what we're going to do today. It was more, I was part of that creative flow process. Yeah. Um, and so now um, you bring forth um, as a soul here and now, you know, your multi-dimensional lineage, which Christ consciousness um, I mentioned earlier, Pleiadian, Syrian, Arcturian, Amantis, Andromeda. Um, how does that um, impact your day-to-day -day life? I mean, can you feel these influences in in your um, your energy, your choices, or day-to-day -day life? Um, well, I have to say yes, because all of these aspects of me are part of the collective energy that I operate from, that I'm collected to, that, um, you know, basically runs through me. 
And so in that, what happens is all of the various lifetimes that I have had, each of those aspects came back together and they formed a, you know, the whole, the wholeness of that oversoul self. Then that oversoul self, it began to merge with other oversoul selves. And mm-hmm. together we created the, um, it was like a larger collective. And so what happened from there is then that larger collective, you know, came in with another collective, et cetera, et cetera. And so we all merged as far as those individual uh, components. I do have, you know, some memories of that. Um, I don't have a hundred percent full memory, but I do have some memories. Um, I remember um, the Arcturian lifetimes. I remember that I had two sons and a daughter, and they do come to visit me often. And I know they're in the room because it feels as if it's a feminine energy that comes and places their hand on my shoulder. And I immediately, immediately am just filled with this overflowing love and joy and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I... um you know, it's it's just extremely overpowering. And then I do know that one of um, the sons is like a, a pilot or a commander, and he works with the ships. And I still work with the Arcturians, and they assist me in the healing sessions that I do, like mm-hmm. in the Crystal and Blueprint Activation. There's a portion where I invite them to come in and they will come in. Um, I know that when I was there, I had many, many lifetimes um, and they call them cycles. And the cycles were between three and like, um, what was it, three and 800? No, three and 1200 years. And I had these cycles of time where I got to experience pretty much everything there was. Um, to experience in that Arcturian realm and one and I do say realm because yes there are individual planets but everything outside of earth operates in fifth dimensional time space and so when you are there it's like yes there are individual planets but the energy is such that there's not like a huge differentiation like that there is in the Milky Way galaxy like we are very, very different from Mars or very different from Venus. But in the Arcturian realm, all of these planets are very, very similar. And they consider it a realm as opposed to, you know, an individual state of being. Mm-hmm. When I was in the Palladian system, I do remember being feminine. I remember more of the lifetimes that come to me are more of... um you know, my appearance would be more of like a 20-year-old, a perpetual 20-year-old. Don't we all wish for that? You know, (laughs) it was like, you know, a 20-year-old, and it was a very, very um, peaceful and joyful place for me to be. I did work with the healing arts. I worked in these spiritual teachings, but more importantly, there was an aspect of me that I could project out to other societies 
and I could share and link up with them. And it was almost like we would exchange information. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, I don't have a lot of memory of being a mantis. I do know that they uh, visit me. I've seen them with my physical eyes in my house. Um, mm -hmm. They're very loving, very kind. Um, they don't make quick movements, but they do have that like the little clicking, you know, you can hear like a, mm -hmm. a dog walking down your hallway with extremely long toenails, that little click, click, click on the hardwood. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I can hear a clicking, like a, you know, kind of clicking sound. And I know that they're here and they have allowed me to see them. And when I do, it's always like this telepathic link that we have together. And they just, you know, it's just more of like you are loved. We are here to support you. You have been us. We have been you. You know, it's kind of like those types of, you know, exchanges, which are very, very beautiful. And they have also let me know that I have two daughters um, that are of mantis um, sis. And so when when you think about these other children and, and having had all of these other families, it's not like, um, that they've really gone anywhere. You're just in a different time space um, mm -hmm. because everything is so, so fluid. And when we talk about the Christ consciousness energy, the Christ consciousness energy is more of that philosophy and that knowing that we are all one, that we are love. We represent love. We exude love. We connect with each other we support each other now that doesn't mean to say that everything um out in the galactics is copacetic because it is definitely right. not there's wars there's you know contentions there's all kinds of things but the energy that i remember was very very copacetic very soothing um when I came into this life, I brought with me more of those Arcturian energies, and I operated more through those Arcturian energies um, until I was integrated. And then it's like those energies became a skill set for me, and more of my multidimensional self would come forward. Sometimes I would need the spiritual teaching and connection that I had through the Palladians, and so that aspect would come forward just like mm -hmm. it does with many, many other people sometimes. Um, but when I did come in, I, I will say, you know, I, I told last time that we were in the Andromedan system and we heard that cry from Gaia. And mm -hmm. as this multidimensional collective, I was um, absorbed and um, I guess you would say we were contributing and absorbing more of the Andromedan lifestyle, philosophy, knowledge, etc. So when I came in, I came from our grid, but I brought with me a lot of those Andromedan traits, which mm -hmm. um, now I, you know, I operate with a lot of those as well. And so, you know, each one of us, and I always laugh and tell people, you know, forever is a long time. And we have all <laughs> so much. And all of time is happening all at once. 
And so because of all these experiences, sometimes we have cellular activations and memories based on what we need at that time and also what skill sets we need to pull forward. Now, I, my collective has talked to me a great deal about that over the period of the next three months, starting at the end of this month, and uh, another huge wave of energy is coming through at the end of the year, but that this planet is going to be washed with this photonic energy that's going to bring mm-hmm. high vibrating light codes. And those of us who are ready to pull in these light codes will. Those people who are not ready for these light codes, it will simply wash over them and they will not absorb that, you know, that aspect. Mm -hmm. So um, we do have some exciting times ahead because I have not been told exactly what these light codes are going to be about except they are going to begin to activate more and more spiritual awakening, just as they um, did back in 2012 and back in the mm-hmm. 60s and in the 40s, etc. Wow. Long um, no. <laughs> um, well, that's exciting. And, and I know that anyone who, you know, who is here will probably receive, be receiving these, these activating light codes um, because <laughs> because they're here for a reason. And right. you know, what's interesting is when you um were sharing all of that about the di- different um lineages, you know, that that you are a part of, um I wanted to ask you, you know, when you offer a galactic star reading, which is in one of your special offers, um and you're able to get them in touch with their uh, or contact their galactic family and guides and do you ever um, meet with people and give readings um, with a different star system that you are not connected with? You know, I have before. Um, there is um, like several different universes um, that mm-hmm. are not part of ours, and there are universes, um, the multiverse even within our universe that operate at different dimensions. Okay, and so within these, there's like, um, I have visited, but not part of, there is a um, crystalline planet, which is within like a crystalline universe, and that one first comes to mind because I spoke with someone today um, who was from there. Um, There are um, these liquid light universes where manifestation still has not yet, um, there's no solidification like we know here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the, the liquid light, uh, the crystalline, but there's also um, like, the, like the liquid light, but it's all this diamond-esque energy. It's just, it's just in a pure etheric state, and that is a particular realm. And this particular realm um is it's it's all white and it has all of these little sparkles and when you go into that it very much reminds me of the collective energy that I was in previously 
But I have found that there's also a realm that is like that. And when people are from this realm, they typically also carry a lot of the energy of the elementals. And so the elemental realm is like right here among us. And there were times when, um, you know, humans could cross that barrier. Uh, but now, of course, that's been closed. The elementals can cross into our realm, but we cannot cross into theirs because there was, um, you know, like a multitude of betrayals of um people crossing back and forth and taking things and, you know, kidnapping fairies to show their friends, all that kind of stuff. And then they just stopped. They stopped Mm -hmm. coming through. But that realm is very, very real, just as the angelic realm is very, very real. And so, you know, a lot of times I've also, um, I have had, and I can't recall names right off, but there are a lot of times that planetary systems they'll say i'm from the x y and z system and this is the planet that i'm from and it's like okay i'm going to write that one down because <laughs> never heard of it. Right. Um, and then one day i'm going to go back through my notes and kind of sit with it and you know work with my guides to say okay tell me more about these systems tell me more about these planets tell me you know more about these realms there's another one that is very, um, and it's an entire universe, and it's very much all about plants, you know, like there's blades of grass that really have their own form, that have a consciousness that are able to move from location to location. There's flowers, there's trees. That is a very, very beautiful place, Um, but that is an entire universe. It's a small universe. And it's, you know, I think it has like six or seven uh, what we would call planets in it. Um, But it's it's absolutely beautiful. And Mm -hmm. that's why when we look around, there are animals and plants that are indigenous to this planet only. But the majority of everything that we see is representative of another life that exists out in the cosmos. Like look at our praying mantis. There's an entire race of mantis beings. You -hmm. know, if you look at a lot of the insectoids, we have animals here, little insects that look just like these large beings. And there's also, oh, there is one, um, and this is a whole entire system. It's like a galaxy, and it's nothing but color. And it's all, I mean, there's so many colors Mm. there. And I've never seen some of those colors and I can't even truly describe what those colors look like um, but they're fascinating and so there is so much out there and you know that's a lot of people have expressed and I expressed this on occasion too it's so frustrating that we have kept been had this knowledge kept from us you know because there's so much out there for us to experience that we would be able to experience, but it's kind of been, you know, kind of hush hush kind of thing. And so Mm -hmm. it is my greatest hope that all of these things begin to um, come to the forefront so people can experience this. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I think we're moving into a time um, because anyone who's listening to 
this kind of information, they're already going to be able to receive these light codes. They're already awakened. So the light codes will activate them to higher states. But people who are not awakened, you know, if they're like on that cusp, it can help them to awaken. And then, like I said, some people it'll just flush over. But it's my greatest hope that all of us one day will reach a place where we see all of these things, we experience these things. You know, many of us travel to these places in our dream states or in our meditations, and they are real. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that you can give people, you know, some of those, those answers or just kind of the puzzle pieces you know, with regard to their origins as a soul or, or their gifts or their abilities. And we'll talk about your special offers, which are the, the galactic star reading and also the, the crystalline blueprint activation um, where you bring in that Arcturian energy. Um, there are a couple things I want to go into, and that is, you know, your understanding of, you know, how many lives we live, um you know, timelines, what does that really mean? We talk about that word a lot. So in terms of lives, um, on this planet, what would you say the average is? For people, you mean reincarnation cycles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the least amount that I have found with most people on Earth are like seven. Now, there are a lot, there are exceptions because there's a lot of like source souls that are coming in now. There's a lot of angelic realm souls coming in that have never had an earth experience, but they are here for this shifting of consciousness. But on the average, someone will have anywhere from seven and the most was 63 that I came across. And that all has to do with, um, you know, getting trapped basically in these karmic cycles. Mm -hmm. So you could have come here during the Lemurian times just kind of playing around, checking things out, said, okay, I think I'm going to, you know, to come in to the the body of this humanoid um, and let's see what that's about and then began to experience that karmic cycle to where you had to complete everything before you could, you know, exit That person who had had the 63 lifetimes was someone who actually had made a soul contract with Gaia because Gaia is a collective energy as well. She was a, I believe she's an, it's either an eighth or a ninth density being that chose to place her consciousness into this rock um, of earth. Mm -hmm. And so now the the planet itself is sentient and so there are people who have made agreements to come in with Gaia to support her on her evolutionary path because we're all evolving we're all you know here to support each other in some you know form or fashion but those individuals who have these soul contracts come in and very often they begin in the gaseous state so, you know, one person remembered um, when I was doing past life regression with them, they remembered, you know, being in a gaseous state, being a molecule. I've had people remembering being droplets of individual water, not an ocean, but a droplet in the water. Um, and they have talked about that they came in just for that experience. And then 
they move through, okay, yes, I was, you know, I've had experiences of being a rock. I've had experiences of being crystal. I've had an experience of being a tree, you know, so a lot of people who have made these Gaia commitments have experienced a lot of things on this. The most that I've been able to have someone to recall was 63. But if they came in at the very, very beginning with Gaia, it doesn't necessarily mean that I came in as a gas, now I'm done. I come in as this, I'm done. I come in, you know, and they go up to 63. They could come in as a gaseous state, and then they could come in at 1920, and then they could go back to a rock formation, or they could, you know. So they experience things as they need to experience them, to, depending on the energy that Gaia needs at that very moment. Um, mm -hmm. And so... Um, again, that's a long answer for the lifetimes on this planet. When you look galactically, you know, mm -hmm. we we are souls. We are part of source. We never die. You know, only I t I've started telling people because this is the way my guides explained it recently. They said, you know, the biological body that you're in, consider it your spacesuit for Earth. Mm -hmm. And when you have been an Arcturian, you had a different space suit. And when you right. were a Palladian, you had a different space suit just to be on that planet for the gravitational field, for all of the radiations that's coming in and that kind of thing. And so when you look at it that way and you see that what is inside, because I always tell everyone, and many of you may have heard me say this before, but our soul, I believe the encasement that our soul travels in is our light body. So we're all already mm -hmm. in our light bodies. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of, you know, being able to lighten up the physical form to move out of one density to the other where we drop this suit. Because when we drop this space suit, we're in our light bodies. And our souls never die. So we have endless numbers of lifetimes galactically now when you talk about timelines that's something that is you know totally totally different because you have to um understand let's see how can i where can i start with this <laughs> um i'm trying to think the best way to explain so with timelines when we as a collective group make a collective decision that creates a timeline okay so we have let's look at it this way all of us on this call we're creating an ascension timeline so that is a solid point of travel point a to point b there is let's say another group that's on this planet that collectively have decided that they don't want it to have an ascension. Mm -hmm. They want to retain power of the planet. They want this. They want that. That is another timeline. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have a group of star seeds that come in and collectively have decided this is a particular direction that we're going to help move into. They create yet a third timeline. 
So timelines have to do with collective thought processes that begin and um, they create a particular pathway that people follow. And it's whatever we're resonating with. And so, you know, the the timeline that I believe all of us are on, that we have all chosen, is that ascension timeline. Mm -hmm. We are moving towards that ascension timeline. And many timelines have been coming together to form a single timeline. So right now, on this planet, there are only about four or five different timelines in operation. But the strongest Mm -hmm. one that keeps pulling all the other timelines towards it is the one of ascension. Mm -hmm. And the one of non-ascension is getting weaker and and it's beginning to, um, for lack of better words, it's kind of fading. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that we are all here supporting <laughs> the Ascension mm-hmm. timeline and kindness, collaboration, compassion, yeah. you know, that creation energy, all of that. And I loved your your explanation of that. Collective thought processes that create pathways, particular pathways. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful description. And, and I like that you differentiated that from lifetimes timelines are totally different so um loved that description and um i know some people are wondering probably everyone if you've actually been on a craft before um so i'd love for you to answer that question um <laughs> and I, if so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was the experience like for you okay so i have through um, meditation and dream states many, many times traveled onto a craft. Um, there was one craft that I stepped into that seemed to be tiny. And when I got into it, it expanded out. I've been on craft and been invited to come aboard by the mantis beings. And when I arrived, um, this, the, the one that's my favorite, I've been on there several times with mantis, but the one that's my favorite is there was a very tall mantis standing, um, kind of in a doorway and just sort of motioned for me to go into, um, it looked like a wall, but as I got closer to it, it just kind of opened up. And in the center of this room was a pedestal. And on this pedestal, there was a glass dome. And it had like a little handle at the top. And so the mantis bean went over and lifted up this glass dome. And you could see inside was a Merkaba. And the Merkaba was about the size of a basketball. And it was just spinning, you know, just spinning, spinning, spinning. Not very fast, but it was spinning. And the bean placed his hand underneath it. And it began to be, to start to shrink and to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And then I was already walking over to where um, this was taking place. And when I got there, the mantis placed that Merkaba on the inside of my heart. And that activated my um, physical 
uh, Merkaba, which, you know, we could talk about in a minute. But so that it, that kind of activated that. So I've had many dreams like that. And one of the ones, um, you know, I, I mean, I have flown craft. I've sat in seats. I've, you know, some of them are kind of gushy and conform and you place your hands down and it's like in a gel-like substance and it's as if you become one with the craft and you can fly it with your mind. I have been aboard um, where there are like controls, but they're sort of holographic in the space around and you kind of touch those. Um, and then the most recent um that was um, very, very different than any one that I had ever had. This was about two years ago. And and um, I've had other ones, and they kind of fade in and out. But this one was very, very profound. And when I woke up, and I'll tell you what it is, but when I woke up the next morning, I was, like, so tired. And I was told my husband, I said, man, I feel like I haven't been at to sleep at all and he's like I know I feel the exact same way and then I told him about this dream that I had had the night before and I found myself standing out in front of my house and all of a sudden there was this big fuzzy it looked like a cotton ball was coming out of the sky toward me and it landed now we have a huge we have a huge place where we live there's like 52 acres and even up near our house there's just this huge flat spaces but anyway i was standing there and this craft came down and it looked like a cotton ball but it looked as if it was um kind of like cotton candy and someone had reached down on the sides and pulled it up a little bit so there was like a couple points all the way around it and the door opened and I'm kind of like, ah, there's, there's a UFO, ah, they're really real, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, now I'm thinking, well, why would I even say that? But that's what I said in my quote dream. And they, I, I could never get a really good look at the being, but they telepathically told me, you don't have to come with us. And I'm like, no, I want to come. And so it's kind of like I ran to get on there, and there was like a um, little ramp that I went up into. As I was walking in the ramp, the door shut. It became seamless. And then the next thing I remembered, I was in space looking through the side of the craft to my left, looking down. And there was like this space station. I could draw this space station. You know, it was so vivid. The grays, the coloration, everything, the details. And as we got closer, there were like four arms. And on the end of each of the arms was a round ball. And that ball opened up. And our ball went inside and it closed. Then the back side of the craft opened, and I began to walk down a very, um, it was very buoyant, so it was kind of like rubbery walkway, and the sides of the walls were also rubbery, but they had um, like these round rings that went all the way around. It was like ribbed 
Um, and I have no idea where I went after that. And so I was describing this craft to my husband at the table. And um, that night he goes, you've got to come here and look at this. And someone in Michigan had taken a photograph of a thing in the sky that looked exactly like the cotton ball I had seen. <laughs> and there were videos in Japan. Now, a lot of those have come down off of the Internet. And I did, thank goodness, have the foresight to take photos of it. So I have the photos. And then there's been time when I've, you know, literally seen craft. I've got some fantastic photos that there is no doubt. I mean, they are clear as day that these are craft. And so I've seen them. I've been on them. Um, and I have to say, in all of all the experiences I have ever had, everyone has been benevolent. I have never, ever, ever come up against a benevolent um, galactic family member. I just haven't. And I, I guess I'm very blessed. I know there are some people who feel like they've been taken against their will. But, again, for me, knowing the things I know, I believe these are all soul contracts. Now, granted, in human form, there is no way that we would agree to some of these things. But when we're in our soul form, yeah. And chances are um, they may even be members of these races. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Fascinating. And um, thank you for sharing all of that. And before we talk more, what I'd like to do um, is talk about your offers so that people who are interested in discovering, you know, their galactic heritage, um, one of your offers, well, both of them can be found at straighttalkforthesoul.com. I click on our marketplace link at the top of the page. You will see Sheila's beautiful smiling face. Click on her picture. It'll take you to these two offers. So these are two separate offerings. Offer A is a galactic star reading with you um, where you will contact their galactic family and guides to provide information, um, answer their questions. Um, in these sessions, I mean, do you often um, highlight what they're here to to do in terms of their galactic gifts, abilities, that kind of thing? Absolutely, and I have to tell you, <laughs> I've, I've helped several people start businesses because of what the beings will bring through mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. them. Um, they've given people ceremonies. They've given people ideas uh, for new healing modalities. It's amazing what will come through. And then a lot of times they'll just say, please let the person know they're exactly where they need to be. And I love it when they say that because, you know, whether we're in a what we think is a good space or not, when we hear that we're doing what we need to do and that we are where we need to be and maybe the experience that we're going through is not so great, but it's part of our overall plan, I, you know, I find that exciting for people. Yeah. I love doing it. Absolutely. I can take This them is an off. hour is mm -hmm. it an hour long that reading that particular one? It is. It is. Okay. And you know, I can take them all the way back to, you know, their very first soul eminence. And a lot of times their vibration 
uh, their vibrational frequency name will come through. Sometimes the family name will come through. And sometimes they give four or five different names um, that they have used when they were in different galaxies or different universes or their frequencies change. And then a lot of times their the frequency name will be very akin to a name that they are that they go by now. So it's very interesting mm-hmm. to see what comes through. Yeah. They're all different and they're all fascinating. Wonderful. Well, that offer, it is very generous, $99. We have the three pay option. Um, I know before we even got started here, quite a few people were already um, saying yes to that. <laughs> so um, that is its own individual offer. That is offer A, the Galactic Star Reading. Offer B, is the crystalline blueprint activation and arcturian healing chamber this one is 90 minutes long um, you do offer information there is an activation and there's healing um, talk about this because this one is this is different from the the galactic reading yeah. um, so describe it, it, what happens okay so you know uh, our bodies are a product of the blueprint they are the imprint our blueprint has our soul information our family genetic information has all this information there and what will literally happen is i i will working with my guides and in a very sacred space and working with the person's guides i will be granted permission to unlock the seals to unlock Sometimes there's all kinds of various layers that I have to go through, but I can open up and pull out basically their business plan for this life. And I see that kind of like graph paper with uh, all kinds of colors and different information running through it. And if there are blockages in their life, it will show up um, in that blueprint and we can work to clear it if it's something. Um, sometimes there's a blockage that's put there that is like a challenge for life that, that you have to work to overcome. And sometimes when I see a blockage, I kind of see it like, mm, kind of like, sometimes it's like a spider web with, you know, like a little crystal in the middle. But anyway, it'll, it kind of goes out. And if those threads go out, like, to an emotional body or to the mental body or to the spiritual body, then it means that they're impacting in those bodies. And a lot of times we can just go in and clear it. And they will say, um, you know, like one time I found a, um, for lack of better terms, it was like a little rat's nest. And it was made up of blue and red wires. And as we were unraveling it, it came out of trauma, two different traumas. One was a galactic trauma and one was a past life trauma that had melded together and truly impacted this person's life um, in third dimensional reality. And so we worked to clear that and things began to shift for this person. The other thing that can happen is if there is an area of the life um, where um, they're really not progressing or moving through and in that blueprint it is um it'll be the lights are like um 
kind of very foggy or, you know, you can't really see them very well. And sometimes there's fog barriers almost like you have to get through to, to get even into the blueprint. But we start to clean all of those areas up and there will be an activation that will happen. And um, a lot of times um, the Arcturians will come through when I'm even doing a clearing within these fields and they will assist in that. Sometimes the Arcturians have come in and they create a chamber of light around the person. Sometimes the person is taken to um, Arcturus and onto a healing, um, there's like healing chambers that they'll be taking into. So you, I mean, I never know. And I'm not in control of these. I'm, you know, I'm just like sometimes even when we're starting to go into the meditation, they're just like chatty Cathy's. Tell her this and tell her that. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know, give me, give me a second. I got to get organized in my thoughts because they stream information, you know, at light speed and it has to slow down for my my mind to be able to conceive what they're talking about but the arcturian healing is so profound i you know i had a lady um just a couple weeks ago that when the arcturians came in they had and she was a walk-in and it was part of an integration process and i'd never seen them come through for an integration a walk-in integration but what happened is they literally changed out and upgraded her chakra system they um, wow. activated new, new neurological pathways in her brain, and they also put in an entirely new meridian system. And I was just like, whoa, you're not going to believe what they're doing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I get to kind of be a narrator. Oh, this is happening. And, but then right. when it's time to work in the field, you know. Uh, you know, I do a lot of the mending and a lot of the clearing and that kind of stuff. But man, when the Arcturians come in, I just sort of step aside. It's like, okay, baby, do your thing. Wow. Wow. And so is this a combination of, you know, spiritual healing as well as, you know, just the human physical healing? Does that take place as well? Yes. Um, the Everything happens within our blueprint and within our um, aura, you know, where all of our etheric bodies are contained. So if we have an emotion that's stuck in our emotional body, eventually it's going to impact the physical body. And it could show up like a lot of times if women have um, had like extreme loss and there's no nurturing and they're just give, 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 give. A lot of times what happens is their lymphatic in the breast system will back up because it's kind of like holding on to its fluids, mm-hmm. its life force, and um, they'll, they'll start to develop knots. And so right. everything impacts the physical body because you have to remember this is just our spacesuit. So if we're not changing and taking care of those things that fuel this spacesuit, which also include the chakras, the meridians, their emotional, mental, physical, you know, all the, all the bodies working together. If there's a disconnect in any one location, it will have a physical impact. And so people a lot of times report feeling lighter, their sadness goes away. A lot of times they're, um, if, 
if they feel stuck, sometimes they'll have hip issues or knee issues. Uh, we get in, we clear that out, we go into those areas, we infuse it with light, we pull out because a lot of times it will show up as um, like dark bands. They're still light, uh, light frequencies, but they're very, very dark. So we either pull those out or we uh, bring in so much light that they themselves become light. Because when you shine light into the darkness, then you can really see what's going on and then you have light. You no longer have the dark. And so a lot of miraculous things have happened during these sessions. And, and like I say, you know, I always feel blessed just to be able to facilitate and to participate. Mm -hmm. in them <laughs> the experience. I'm, I am learning so right. much as I do exactly. this work. Sorry, there's a little background noise here. Landscapers are <laughs> showing up. Um, I was trying to mute myself for a second. Oh. You know, someone was asking if you could describe um, the the difference between the monad, the oversoul. Can you answer that question? A lot of times people will ask me that. And, you know, to be honest, if you get down to brass tacks, they're pretty much the same thing. They're just different layers and levels, and it's all semantics. For me, when my guides work with me, they basically talk about the oversoul. And um, they've never used the words um, the monad to me. And I know a lot of that has to do, um, some of that is Palladian teachings that come through and work with um, some of the inner earth societies, and they're the ones that have brought all of this. Um, information to the forefront and so that's just kind of not where I work but they are pretty much the same thing in my opinion mm -hmm. um, thank you for that and so um, yeah I'm I'm really grateful for you bringing forth both of these offers um, we do have the three pay option you can pay this over three months if that is helpful for you um, yeah, I'm grateful for the generosity of <laughs> of you and and with both of these offerings, Sheila. So thank you for that. And um, one question that I didn't get to that um, I know people are wondering about also. You know, we were talking about your experience, you know, on the craft, and when it comes to the galactic beings. Um, and their appearance. I know that it can be different for different people, um, but what is your experience with that in terms of the um, how they look? I have seen some very odd things, and then I have seen beings <laughs> that look very much like people. Uh, this morning I was working with a lady, and I've heard of these, but I've never seen them, but I saw them with her, a being that had a triangle head. I've never seen one of those before. Um, I've seen beings that look everything from like snake-like to uh, one time we were doing, I was doing something with someone and there was very angelic energy and it was like they stepped aside and honestly to goodness, there was this huge draconian. And I was, I mean, I was startled. I was like, oh my God, you know kind of thing and they were like you know we're not all bad I find that they all have a sense of humor 
you know, the Arcturians of all of them are the most, the most serious. And it's not that they don't have emotions and that they don't laugh. It's just everything is about vibration for them. And so everything occurs internally. And it's like a sacred process that they, that they're holding on to. And so if I've ever seen an Arcturian smile, it's been a rarity because that's just not what they do, but it doesn't mean they're not happy. They had to explain that to me one time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we're very joyous. I'm like, well, you sure don't look it. <laughs> you know, I just like, I mean, here I am all over myself. This is great. But um, they do, they do, you know, they're, and they're also some very textbook, you know, like Arcturians are very textbook looking. I have seen, um, I saw one small arc that I thought was an Arcturian, and it was explained to me later that they were not. I thought, oh, they just must come from the short Arcturian branch. <laughs> but they're all the Arcturians are all very, very tall, light beings. They're beautiful. They're very tall, very crystalline, you know, in nature. Um, so it's, I don't know, it, I don't know what other people's understandings are. But I've never met an angry or a malevolent being ever in anything that I've done, ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that they're out there because I know they are, but I've never I've never met one. I haven't either. I haven't either. Um, but that's not to say they're not out there. But, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear that from your experience. And um, it's interesting what you said about the – you know, certain races, you know, they may have a bad rap in terms of, oh, they're all this way or they're all this way. And I kind of liken it to, you know, just countries here on our planet. You mm-hmm. know, not everybody from America is a particular way, <laughs> even though we all That's live right. here. It's the same kind of thing. So uh, mm-hmm. um, just using discernment and, and, and really feeling with our hearts. Um, you know, what we encounter. But um, a lot of people wrote in, so I want to read some of the questions okay. here. Um, I'll read some comments first. Colleen said, oh, my God, your discussion of the various universes is absolutely fascinating. Thank you. Thanks, Colleen. Um, uh, Lacey said, hello, universe of color. I would love to experience you. <laughs> yes. Um, when you were talking about the, mm-hmm. um, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sheila, very much appreciate your ability to bring all of this information into a left brain logical understanding and grateful to be here with you. Amazing beings. Thank you for being here. Um, okay. A lot of people are asking for direct messages and support. Is that something that you want to get into or do you want to save that for, um, private sessions? How do you feel, Sheila? I mean, sure, I can, I can, okay, well, yeah, I'll read a try. couple. Let's and... do a couple. Yeah, let's just do a couple. Because, we'll do a couple here. Yeah. If it's meant for the information to come through, it will. And, you know, I might be, eh, sorry, they say next, but yeah, let's try. Okay. Okay. Regine from Munich, Germany said, thank you for this wonderful call. I would love to hear something about my galactic star origin and what's holding me back to really attracting clients. Um, What type of session would you recommend for me? So that's Regine in Germany. 
One of the things that I feel coming through, um, there is a very strong uh, Palladian connection. Um, this would be one of the lifetimes, and it's almost like they're coming through to help um, in this particular situation. Because a lot of times we'll have galactic family members that will start to come through to support us at uh, a particular time. And one of the things that I do see is that um, there is some family lineage um, that's coming up to be healed. And that is something that we would, that's going to take a little bit of time to get into. But the blockages that you have, and this is something that they share with me often, really are not yours because you have agreed to take this on to clear this lineage because people in your family were not able to. And what happens a lot of times we will drop into um, these feelings. Like if, let's say, if there's a feeling of unworthiness that we have about ourselves, nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with us. It has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And right now it's coming up for healing. And if we can recognize it, that it's coming up for healing, awesome. But if we don't and we drop into it and we start to feel ourselves as unworthy, then that's where we have to really step back and say, okay, what's going on here? And so one of the things that is coming up are these feelings uh, a lack of self-worth, even though um, you present yourself in a very strong, forthright way, there's so much self-doubt that that's serving as a hindrance. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Regine, I hope that you heard that. And I would imagine that's what's holding her back from attracting clients, like she had mentioned. Um, which session right. would you recommend for her of the two? Oh, you know, we can do a galactic star, but honestly, if you get into the crystalline blueprint and activation, we can open all of that out and go in and do have the time to do the healing. Sometimes in a galactic star reading, I'm very surprised we'll have one or two ancestors to show and say, hey, 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 I got to get this through. Um, but the majority of the time, it's something that needs to really, we need to spend some time, we need to talk about it, and it's an unraveling because you're going back through ancestral lineages and you want to not just bring in awareness. The more in-depth that we can go, the more unraveling, the more clearing because we'll go back and actually heal that individual that this started from, and therefore it, we heal a timeline, and it doesn't then um, even affect you. Right. Well, Regine, I hope that you heard that, my dear. And um, okay, next question here is from Janine in Syracuse. Uh, she said, hi, Carrie and Sheila. I felt guided to listen to you today. Uh, I've been told that I'm an old soul on the planet. Um, do you know how many lifetimes I've had on Earth? or what planetary system that I come from before that. So glad I tuned in. Uh, I really feel connected to the angelic realm. That's Janine. Okay, Janine, one of the things that I'm picking up for you, the reason that you feel connected to the angelic realm 
is because of all of the lifetimes within um, an elemental realm, because the angelics and the elementals work very, very closely together. And part of what you did in an angelic realm was actually that of a co-creator. And so you helped to co-create this particular realm. And so in this lifetime, you have um, a lot of the elementals that are around you. They just sort of popped right up in my face. And so it's kind of a um, remembrance that they know what you have helped bring about for them as well as the realm in which you originally came from. And so previous, um, I'm not really picking anything up. I'm just seeing lots of, I'm just seeing, maybe it, maybe you came from the elemental realm, but I'm really seeing lots of elemental beings that are uh, wanting to support you. Okay, um, let's see. So that was, there was a lot of people that were in. That was, um, who was that for? Because I, I was going through reading all of these. That was Janine. Janine. Janine, um, I hope that you heard that. Um, yeah, I was reading. Some people have written in some really long messages, so I was kind of <laughs> going through them. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I'm going to go to Anne, who's in Belgium. Um, she said, beautiful souls, Sheila and Carrie. I too came from the angelic realms. Um, I've been told by many light bringers that I should write a book, but I have a lot of resistance toward that. Um, and fear came from another life where I was, uh, feel I was murdered for my writing, uh, and speaking my truth. Um, could Sheila give me any more insight or clarification about what I should write or any message on, uh, what her guides have to share? That's Anne in Belgium. Okay, and one of the things that they want to bring forward for you right now is to remind you that everything is about choice. Everything is about, um, um, you know, our experience with that choice. And so if you choose to write or you do not choose to write, know that there's no pressure. Even if other people are telling you to write, if you're feeling a resistance to that, there could, number one, be something that needs to be cleared. But number two, it could be that it's just not your time to bring that information forward. And so if you have a great deal of information, you could begin to write that down for your own personal use. And then when you reach the decision of whether you want to um, actually go to publishing or not, that's when um, if you're if you say, yes, I want to, but there's something holding me back, then that's when, you know, you would want to do some clearing. OK, um, beautiful. And um, I'll just read. Let's see, maybe one or two more. Um, Oh, Regine said, uh, thank you so much. I feel so much resonance with that. Uh, I already feel so so much energetic healing throughout this call. So grateful to you amazing beings. Thank you, Regine. Um, Arietta in Athens uh, said, goodness, what an amazing and uplifting interview. It speaks directly to my heart and my throat. Um, and I don't know why my throat as well. Uh, Sheila, Thank you for sharing your divine beauty with us. 
I feel that my throat has a lot to say or there's a calling to meet you or work with you. Um, blessings and love to you both. Anything coming forward for Arietta and Athens? There is a lot of um, ancient wisdom that you have. I, it's really funny. What they're showing me is like this ancient oak tree where the roots are running very, very deep into Gaia. And when I usually see that, that for me, that's kind of like my signal that this is ancient, ancient information that's coming up. Um, it feels as if you do have information to share that will help other people. One of the things that needs to happen is that you need to first begin to write this information down. And you might say, I don't know what this information is, but you need to sit, to drop within yourself and just allow whatever thoughts come. You might have a thought, bumblebee, write it down. Tree, write it down. And as you begin to go back and to look at your notes, they're going to begin to tell you a story. There is something that needs to come through. But I also feel that in your pathway that you have energy of a teacher. So whatever this information is that's coming through is something that you need to share with other people. Initially, it's going to be for you because you have to mm -hmm. learn about what this wisdom is that you're carrying. Right. It's very Celtic to me. Interesting. Arietta, I hope that you heard that. Um, and I could go on and on with all the beautiful <laughs> beings that have written in, but thank you for generously responding to some of those. And um, Sheila, this has been a really uh, fun, informative, enlightening <laughs> Um, time and co-creation with you. I so enjoyed it. And I know reading, you know, and just glancing through the webcast now, people are still writing in about how much they enjoyed it as well. So thank you, first of all. And uh, do you have any final message or anything else you'd like to share uh, before we uh, say goodbye for today? Yeah, I, I do want to let everyone know that you are never alone that you are more brilliant, more bright than you could ever imagine, and that we all have lived many, 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 many lifetimes and are living many lifetimes now. And so if you ever feel, you know, um, a sense of doubt or you have this fear coming up, all you have to do is drop within because your soul will have all those answers. And believe you me, your soul will tell you everything that you need to know because that is who you are. And it imprints on this operating system that we think we are in this lifetime. And so you are loved. You are magnificent. And um, thank you so much, Carrie, for allowing me to come and to talk with people. I love to share the information that I know in hopes that it's going to help someone somewhere. So thank you. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
Oh, you're welcome, Sheila. Um, thank you. And I want to thank everybody who's joined us or who will join us. Um, thank you for the gift of your time and your openness, your readiness to receive this information, um, and, of course, your presence. We appreciate you and, and hope that you receive the uh, insights, the new awarenesses, um, the empowering opportunities to really step forth into your own mastery. And if you need assistance, um, really review the two uh, special offers that Sheila has created for all of you. They're wonderful opportunities um, and soulful activations and healing activations. There's so much that can unfold here. So I hope that you will consider that um, and consider taking this journey with Sheila further. So thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending waves and waves of love and light and joy from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then offer it to those you encounter today uh, or tonight, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Uh, take flight, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light next time. Uh, bye, everybody.